that's well, wrong. Thank you, Brenda, for joining me. Yeah. Um, I'm excited to have you. I know we kind of worked with some schedule stuff to get here, so yeah. I, I really appreciate that. Um, to start, just to kind of break the ice a little bit, after a rough day, yes. is there a go-to uh, drink, cocktail? Oh, I I am really a vodka club girl. Okay. Yeah. So I'm just, more, not a wine drinker. Okay. Just bring me the hard stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I am in property management. Yeah, that's right. Uh, lime, anything like that? Extra or just lime. Extra and lime. it, like, ideally, I would like, it's like a smart girl Cosmo. So, like, vodka, club, splash of cranberry, extra lime. <laughs> For the lime. color. Yeah. yeah. Extra lime. <laughs> then I feel fancy. Nice. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I feel like I've, I've known you for a yeah. while, but like I don't really know you. And so I do my research before we do this, and I don't know that I realized that you were in the Navy. Yes. And so, I, I mean, what, what made you do that? I mean, what? Oh, gosh. Um, well, I went to college after high school, and then, like, I went to chose the number one party school in the nation. Therefore, it took me 10 years to get my college degree. So uh, Really, uh, 10? Yeah, 10. Nice. Uh, but I dropped out, and then I was, like, moved back home and... My parents are like, what is going on? And I'm like, I'm just going to go join the Navy. And I literally did it. Like, said I was going to join the Navy, went down, joined the Navy. Nice. And then... And then um, so what led you from there to property management? Oh, gosh. It's been, it was a, took me a long road. So joined the Navy, air crew, P3s, Jacksonville, got married, um, finished my degree after I got out. Go Navy. They paid for that. Um, no, Same. Yeah. I, there you go. See? <laughs> Um, and then I just stayed at home. So I had became a mom, became a stay at home mom. Then I got into corporate training a little bit and I didn't really, I liked it, but it just seemed like monotonous. It was the same thing over and over again. Um, so I'm like, well, I'm just going to go back. I already have my bachelor's degree. Let me go back and get my teaching credentials. So that's what I did. I went and got my K through six teaching credentials. And then I started um, teaching in Clay County. And then, you know, teachers do not make any money. <laughs> and 15 years ago, they made even less than they make now. So my husband was like, this is not working. So funny story. The person who got me into property management, oh, we could do a whole podcast on this one. <laughs> Literally, the, probably the only legit thing this woman did was get me a job as a property manager. So I never was a leasing agent. I was never an assistant manager. Our kids played ball together. And she's like, I think you'd be really good at this. I had no idea what it was. I was like, I am not going to, I, I am not going to be like a person with a cigarette hanging out my mouth, like knocking on doors, asking for rent and carrying a wrench around. <laughs> That's all I could imagine. Like, I was like, oh no. Um, but she worked for a reputable company. So that number one was awesome because I didn't start with a slumlord. So I started with a reputable company as a property manager and I just dedicated like my first year to learn everything I could. I, I read everything I could read, every book, every, I went to every seminar. I swear to you, I say to this day, everything I learned on property management, I learned from Harry Heist legal class. Nice. His eight hour court. I felt like a champ after that one. I was like, I, um, this was before the blue moon lease came out, but then the blue moon lease came out and I just studied it and learned it and um, did pretty well at it. And then that man, that regional manager ended up getting like 
arrested in prison for embezzling money not from that my company but oh wow oh god it was yes that's outside the industry she's no longer in the industry yeah. um or to my knowledge she's no longer in the <laughs> industry she like literally like three hundred thousand dollars it wasn't like chump change oh my god mm-hmm. well and i've so when i started on the sales side there was a property manager that every week when i go see her she was driving a different sports car brand new corvette brand new camaro never made sense to me literally different car every week um and then one day she's not there uh new property manager show me your mugshot. <laughs> apparently what she was doing is she was showing units as being a down in yeah. the software and then having people pay with money orders and so they had to walk the property yeah. and figure out uh, and all these units some have been occupied for more than a year and they're like what do you mean we have a lease and I'm like yeah you kind of don't I'm like it's i mean that's pretty ballsy I, I i'm i think i yeah i'm not smart enough to figure that out but well i mean at what point too when there's you know 50 down units I on know. a property you're like you yeah, know what's going on something's not right you know not necessarily that they're being rented out illegally but like do we have a maintenance problem? Like, why are all these units down? No, She got caught because she was saying, she was offering, she was telling, she would always say like, she would always work like properties. I've never seen a regional come in and like, want to work a Saturday or always like on the third of the month or the fifth of the month back then, whatever it was. And uh, then she would take these money orders and then they wouldn't be filled out. And then she would just concess off the rent. But she got sloppy and forgot to concess off the rent. And the resident's like, no, I paid my rent. And they're like, well, go get a copy of the money order. And she traced it. And sure enough, boom, this lady's name is on it. And that was just the beginning. That was one company. And then she went to another company. And that's where she really did the embezzling. Yeah. Good God. Yeah, I know. I wonder, I mean, looking back, is that is it worth it? I mean, was it worth it? Did you get no, enough money for what you're dealing with I now? I truly think she was addicted to gambling. I don't know. But I'm just telling you, a mom married three kids, lived in a nice home, nice neighborhood. I don't. So like I said, the, the one legit thing she did for me was got me into property management, got me a management job. and. Well, and I think it's rare that somebody's first experience in the industry is on as a manager, not necessarily. I, I mean, I've seen the assistant, you know, pretty often, but yeah. to step in as a manager, I, I mean, that's... I agree. <laughs> I don't know that it would happen today. And like I said, I don't know if it would happen with somebody that was legit or somebody, I don't know if she thought maybe I could be somebody that could you know, that she could get one by, but I'm pretty analytical and I'm financially sound and I know how to read a P&L and yeah, I don't know. Maybe she was hoping that I would be somebody that she could, I don't know. Oh, maybe, but I doubt it. I mean, I, I think she, at that point she probably did see something that, you know, she thought you'd be good and obviously she wasn't Yeah, wrong. no, she, I, um, yeah, I think I'm pretty good, so. So do you find that when you're interviewing other people, you know, for yeah. leasing agent or assistant or, you know, property managers that, that experience of coming in as you know property manager first job does that make you look at these people a little differently and maybe give somebody a chance that that somebody else wouldn't i think so and i think i've done it like on a pretty regular basis um, my last company and this girl is now an assistant we hired her she was um she was um oh my god she worked at like the front desk of like a fitness center it wasn't bailey's like lifestyle fitness like she worked at the front desk but she came in and she was 
just so charming and she just seemed like such a go-getter and she's probably one of the best leasing agents I've had and I don't she may have maybe now she's been in the industry a little less than a year and she's already an assistant manager and I referred her to be an assistant manager I think she's amazing and I've hired leasing agents as with no assistant manager experience as assistant managers just I mean I it's an easy job to teach I think it you have to have a, um, a certain tenacity and if you know the person has a personality and they're smart and they can learn then you can teach them anything that's that it just comes I, later. I, I think that's the key yeah is, but so there was a, a post recently one of the groups where somebody was looking for advice you know they've interviewed a few times and haven't been able to land the job that they wanted and I mean I posted something on there I was like look unfortunately you know, you could be the most qualified person, but it comes down to who's interviewing you and what they're looking for. Right. You know, you need to be the most qualified in their mind. Correct. And sometimes, you know, you might have somebody that isn't looking for the right things. Yep. Or, you know, in your case is looking outside the box and finding, you know, those things that you can't teach and getting that person and then teaching them the things that we can teach. And now, I mean, I, I believe that's where you find the superstars. Yeah. And I, you know... People will say, and I think it goes back to the Navy. I just, I'm not full of rhetoric, so I'm pretty direct. So, and I blame the Navy on it, but it's also a good I, a good quality to have. Um, I think everybody knows where I stand. Um, I, When I'm hiring someone, they're going to be able to, I can't, there's certain things that I can't do. And I just need to make sure that the person I'm hiring is going to be able to, that we're going to be able to work together to be a successful team. And that's really important too. So sometimes the most qualified person I'm like, man, I don't want to hire someone and then they totally hate the industry because they can't, you know, I'm pretty blunt. Well, so, that's a, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, for me, it's that definition of qualified, Correct. right? So, yeah. to me, that is the most qualified yeah. person, the yeah. person that has all of those those skills. Exactly. Um, you know, I always try to picture, like, what if somebody would drop from the sky and be my perfect person, what would they look like? Yeah. And then I measure that against whoever we're interviewing. It's, you know, the things that are missing, can I teach that? You know, how hard would it be to teach that? You kind of run that across your candidates, right. and I think that's, you know, that's how yeah. you find your best. But it's hard to be on the other side of the table, you know, thinking you are the most qualified. And, I know. You know, without knowing what someone's looking for, I think it's it's challenging. And I think sometimes as a manager, you just look leasing, lease, leasing, 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 and then you're like, would it be easier to just train somebody new and train them the way that our company does it versus now I've got this experienced person that's going to come in here and, like, I don't need somebody telling me how they do it. Like we, obviously we, you know, I work for a large company and I've always worked for large companies. And so you have to really do it their way. And is it easier for me to maybe hire somebody with not so much experience because it's easier to teach them our corporate way versus nobody wants to hear, this is how I used to do it. This yeah. is how I used to do it. We don't do it this way. This is wrong. This is right. So well, and from what I'm hearing these days too, it's those unteachable skills, the work ethic, those kinds yeah. of things that they're not really finding right now in a lot of the candidates, yeah. which is uh, interesting. Makes it hard to get a lot of those entry level jobs filled. Man, I know. <laughs> uh, I hear ya. No comment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's fine. Like I said, there's certain uh, stories that like you know, I said, we, not everybody was in the Navy or the military. If you have a military background, you have a pretty strong work ethic. Like I don't call out sick. 
I have never, I just don't. When you were in the military, you basically went to work with 104 fever until they told you to go to medical. My favorite's like the first week of boot camp. If you still have wisdom teeth, everybody goes and they take them out and here's some Motrin and you're back at work tomorrow. That's exactly what happened to me as well. And I don't necessarily believe in that, but I'm just saying that's my work ethic. Like I am like, I... If I'm at work, unless I'm dying. We're so. talking to my wife this morning uh, about, you know, like people exercising. And it's like, you know, I hate doing that exercise, mm-hmm. so I never do it. And it's like, well, you should probably do it. Like the thing that you hate to do yeah. is the thing that you yeah. should do more. And I think that's that's life is, you know, you can't uh, some of the, the better things in life are harder and they're uncomfortable and you hate doing them. But right. I mean, you should still do them. Exactly. <laughs> Same page. Um, so we were talking before we started that I deleted my personal TikTok. I don't have it on my phone anymore because it, I mean, it works. I was just sitting there scrolling when I shouldn't be. Um, I still have an account that I post things on, but it's only on my laptop. I don't look at it, but you had commented or, or said something once about there's TikTok videos out there about like how to negotiate rent increases and things like that. I haven't seen these. So I'm new to TikTok. I have three kids. 23, 21, 18. So they're all into TikTok. But so this whole ride, this whole TikTok, I have not been watching TikToks. Like they would text them to me because I didn't have, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to set up a TikTok account. That I probably the worst thing I've done because every night before I go to bed, I probably spend an hour scrolling. Like I'm like, well, and they say that's oh the worst time to do it because if you think it, the the algorithm's designed to keep you going, and if you're <laughs> trying to go to sleep, it's trying to keep you scrolling. It's counterintuitive. And, um, but I love it. I don't know. It's it's so addictive. But now that the, my algorithm is pretty much set up, dogs, children's stories, husband stories, and property management stories. So, yeah, um, yeah there's it is. Um, crazy what people say on TikTok. It's like, negotiate your rent like it's a used car lot. And I'm like, I if only it were that simple. And I feel really kind of sad for these people. And you want to comment, but you're like, oh, what, yes. am, I gonna, what am I going to say? Really? It's going to get lost in you know, the 15 other 100 comments. Um, yeah, how to, how to negotiate your renewal rate, how to bring them back. And I've seen it. So as you know, in Jacksonville, rents are pretty much skyrocketing and I'm in luxury and we are seeing ridiculously, embarrassingly high lease renewals that you're kind of like, you want to cower when you give it to someone. So some of these people are upwards 25, 30% increases. So I had this one guy and I'm like, I, you, 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 oh God, you saw this on TikTok. He, they have these apps on that you can download that basically tells you what you should be paying in rent. So you type in your address and it's like, this is what you should pay. So he's screenshotting all this to me, texting me. And it's like rentometer, like you're above. Then he's got Zillow going and all this stuff, trying to negotiate his renewal increase. And I'm like, and I, they're so disappointed when you tell them, Like, well, they want to talk to the owner, and I'm like, do you really think I'm sitting here in this desk saying I'm coming up with these rates? I'm not. They're being passed down to me from the owner. From the owner. Well, and there's a lot um, of times it's an ownership group. It's not one owner, but that's their mentality. And you have an asset manager, and that's what we're doing. I he no, he's the one that gave me these rates and I've already questioned him and he already told me to get on board. So Well, and here's my challenge to at, you yeah. is I mean, you did that research, you think you can get that that rate somewhere, go find that rate somewhere. And that's what we do. I mean, you probably can't. That rate probably doesn't exist somewhere. And that's I mean, what 
and you're in the largest apartment on the in the building you've got the best views you've got the one that there is literally a wait list for because it is the most attractive apartment floor plan in the whole building and i'm like i but you're still I wouldn't want to see a 30% increase. And it, his wasn't even 30%. Let's say his was like 18%. But that's still ridiculously high when you're already paying $2,700, $2,800 a month in rent. That's that's a big chump, you know, chunk of change. Um, yeah, but I mean, it's... But we do use it. We're like, you're in the best unit. And I can, if you don't want to pay this, we can put you into another... I can get you into a floor plan in your price range. Yeah. But, and if you don't like that... I, I implore you to go around and look at these other um, communities and let me pull up the market survey for you because I've already priced them all out and you can see where you're going to fall in line. And they actually renewed. Well, and I so. mean, I go back to my days of you know living in apartments when I was in the Navy before I knew anything about the yeah. industry. And I mean, you just don't understand. I mean, it's it's part of just life. You know, yeah. a lot of these renters are younger and so yep. they haven't been through this sort of thing. They just don't get it. And in some cases, they just don't understand that there isn't one owner that's just, you know, counting his hundreds and raising the rent. I mean, the house across the street from us just got listed on the market today for sale. Uh, the houses are houses are like four years old. And I think they listed it for like 300 grand more than they bought it for. I know. I mean, Lucky it's, them. it's Florida. <laughs> it's all real estate. Yeah. It's not just the rental market. It doesn't right. help that there's not enough apartments to rent. But, I mean, it's not, you know, some owner trying to make more money right. just to make money. I mean, it's cost of everything you're going on. I up. agree. And not only that, like, my specific owners just bought the property. In, they bought it in the height of the market. So now they're, you know, everybody's in it to make money. Nobody's in this to because they're just nice. I mean, maybe, maybe somebody <laughs> is, but... Companies are not buying properties to, you know, just be nice. Um, so the goal is to make money and, and provide, in my case, a good quality place to live. So we we are putting in, spending millions in upgrades. Um, but even without the upgrades, because you hear a lot of people, well, they're not doing anything. They're just, but I'm like, everything. Like so my landscaping contract, they just put a fuel surcharge on it. So now that, and it's, is it a ton of money? No, but or you know, or year over year, it is going to be. But they've just—they didn't ask me. They just put the increase on, and I have to pay it. Or, you know, you're done with your 12-month contract, and all of a sudden that's gone up. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, I just ordered doors from Lee and Kate's access control doors. Four months. I'm waiting four months. It's just every, and you're paying more because yeah. there's just supply chain issues. There's manufacturing issues. Everything's going up, but nobody. Mm nobody wants to believe it well and so you mentioned you know it's not it's not easy to deliver some of these increases too that you know sit down with a resident and have to explain that they're getting this increase especially you know some of these senior properties where people aren't fixed incomes um i was at the florida apartment association like two weeks ago uh, and they had a panel and one of the things that came up in that panel was was that the challenge of delivering some of those and the toll it takes on some of these leasing yeah. agents and assistants and the property managers because you guys have bonds with these residents, uh, right. I mean, especially those that have been there for a long time. They're almost like friends. Uh, and, you know, you deliver that increase. Some of them, they're sitting there crying. I know. Um, one of the things that came out that, that seemed interesting is that uh, I think two of the three companies that are up there have dedicated teams uh, f to deliver and deal with those renewals. And you think about, like, when you call Comcast to cancel, they pass you to the retention team. Right. And those are people with a special skill set, you know, a special way of having that conversation 
they have kind of some of the common objections and questions, you know, written down. So they have like a script they can go off of. Um, and I, I mean, it seemed like a good idea that, you know, you have somebody that maybe just naturally has a little bit thicker skin or right. doesn't have that personal connection so that they're not taking this home. So I think there are some, you know, leasing agents that are delivering these renewals and they're going home sad and yeah. upset. And, yeah. You know, it's taking it to it seemed like an interesting concept to have either like one person in the office dedicated to deliver all the renewals right. and give them a little extra training or, you know, right. find somebody with the right personality for it or at the corporate level have like a retention team and, you know, they deliver because we do everything electronic now anyways. Yes. We do, and I do. I we don't we don't have a dedicated team. I'm not opposed to that. I'm wondering how receptive the residents would be to that because yeah. I feel like they are like, I'm not calling this one eight hundred number. I need to go talk to Tammy in the office right now. That's it. You get a stranger, um, right? You know. So, um, I I mean, hey, that's it, it's worth a shot. Um, I don't normally allow my leasing agents to deliver bad news because I think there always needs to be my goal with the leasing agent is to always have a friendly face in the office you're trying to sell the community I don't want I don't want that leasing agent to you know feel down or beat down and then you have to go the tour comes in right after that and then you have to go turn it on and sell an apartment mm -hmm. some leasing agents are better at it than others I currently have a really strong leasing agent right now that I think she's fine doing both. But um, I do agree that you do have to have people in the office dedicated to that. And unfortunately, that usually falls to the assistant. Um, but I also agree that some of these people that run out at 5 o'clock on a Friday shoving these notices on doors, that is not the way to do it. I mean, that is just not fair to anybody. Yeah. Um, so we always try to do them the beginning of the week, midday, gives people time to process it. Not only that, we do send them out electronically. So they probably, when they're at work, they can check their email and see their renewal rates before they even get to their door and see the notice on their door. Um, but I always, I like to do it when we're in the office. So when they when they see it, they don't have to stew over it overnight until they can get a hold of somebody or the entire weekend yeah. or bring it out on the leasing team on saturday or sunday that's it yeah you get that thing at five o'clock on a friday then you're writing all over facebook and google reviews exactly. and, and i'm not <laughs> i am not for that i think you need to do your resident right so yeah. we try to do them early in the week mid-afternoon yeah that's cool i just I thought it was a, a cool concept um you know i wonder if it catches on or you know it's just because it's it, renewals were a pretty easy conversation before and it's a whole different conversation yeah. now. I could see it catching on. I'm not saying, I'm just saying, I don't know how it would, it would it, what's the leasing team gonna, what's the office gonna, are they gonna say, no, we can't talk to renewals, you have to call this number. I guess I would need more information. Yeah. My last company did have a team, when there are resident complaints and they wanted to go above, you gave them this number and this poor lady, <laughs> She did it willingly. It was her job, and she was really good at it. Yeah. That was her full-time job. And it wasn't just one property. She was the customer complaint person for the entire company. Yeah, no. But I think it did help with reputation management because there was always somebody there to listen to the concern, to empathize with the concern. Um, and concerns and complaints were being addressed. They weren't going to a voicemail at some corporate number that you know, the mailbox gets checked once a month. So yeah. I do think that worked. Yeah. So. I mean, there's, um, was it Jocko's? Well, I don't you, you read any of his books now? No. He's, he's a former Navy SEAL. He does all these like leadership books and stuff. And his, his whole thing is, you know, good. Like when something bad happens, good. Cause it's, <laughs> it's, it's an opportunity 
yeah. to do something. And so, you know, that resident complaint comes in, you know, good, because now this is my opportunity to turn that around, to fix it, to make it right. Yeah. And, you know, you turn that bad experience into a positive yeah. one. That's really a positive way to look at it. Yeah, look, I don't have the skill set for that I job. I was like, I am not the complaint if department. If that only happened once a day, it would be awesome. <laughs> The skill as a skill set is doing that multiple times throughout the day. Well, and especially think, with rents going up too. Yeah. It's funny that you know that renewal increase comes out, and all of a sudden there's a lot of work order, you know, broken things, complaints, yeah. or you know, if you serve somebody with a, you know, they get a noise complaint from another resident, suddenly they've got a complaint about somebody else. You know, it's it's never ending, and I think our struggle on the luxury A side is. Our residents can afford to move. They're not like a B class, maybe a, maybe even a C class. You may be holding them to those renewals, but the struggle on the luxury properties is our residents can't afford to move, and they don't. If they don't want to pay the rent, they're going to go buy a house, and they can afford to buy the house, or they can afford to pay the term fees, and that's our struggle. So we do have to balance it really with trying to giving the best value and being receptive to the complaints. Yeah. Sorry, oh, Anna. Fun. Because when you deal with people who make a lot of money, they, they're, live, they're choosing to live at your apartment community um, and they're making a choice not to purchase a house or not to go live in another luxury apartment community. And the first time you make them mad, they will flip on you. <laughs> <laughs> so do you think there's benefit in, in renewal gifts at this point? Uh, you know, I know back in the day we did the carpet clean, but most places don't have that much carpet. And I mean, let's yeah. face it, we really just did that in hopes of saving the carpet when they moved out. Um, I'm all for, I like a good renewal gift and I'm not, so obviously I'm into alcohol, um, <laughs> but I'm, I like giving a good bottle of champagne or red wine or white wine, even if it's branded or sparkling cider, apple juice or whatever, for non-drinkers. Or um, I think probably most owners would see it as they want to um, put it back into the unit. And that does get harder when you're at a higher end unit. Like we don't do accent walls like that's that's I don't know. I'm not, I'm not, I'm personally not into accent walls um, or a USB port. Well, we already have USB ports in every single room or yeah. a ceiling fan. Well, we already have that or paint your door. Well, we already keep the front doors painted because we're high end. Um, I think there lies the struggle on what are you going to do? But I am all for, I'm even for like buying a, a gift card to a nice restaurant or um, I just, and it's not so much as a renewal gift. It's more just of an appreciation. Thank you. Um, mm -hmm. And I do think it goes a long way. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a lot of the, the tech side of it. So, I mean, like you said, at this point, at least in this market, yeah. you know, it used to be, oh, you can have a ceiling fan because there was only one in the master bedroom. <laughs> but, like, that's – they all have yeah, them these right. days. And um, we've seen a lot of the tech kind of gifts. And, I mean, again, like you said, the, UP, the USB port is pretty common now. Yeah. Um, but you're seeing, like, the smart outlets, the smart switch. Yep. Or, you know, here's the Alexa yes. dot or, yeah, one of those yeah. or the, the smart thermostat or uh, those sorts of things. But at the same time, too, I mean, that only works for some residents. You Correct. give that stuff to the wrong resident, you just generated a whole lot of work orders. Correct. Because they don't know how to use it. I know. Um, and then what we're seeing in more high-end communities, they already come with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So like they're we're we're already paying for a service for residents to have the smart thermostats and the so I mean, yes, and not every community is a luxury apartment community. And I I use smart plugs in my own home, so I'm all for it. And I'm all for like even moving gifts on Alexa dot 
or Echo or whatever they're called. My daughter's name is Alexa, so that's a funny story. Oh, I had nice. to change ours. We can't call it Alexa anymore. Ours <laughs> is called Echo. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know you could change what you say to it. Yeah, it, it, I mean, is there I, options or can you name it anything? Yeah, you can name it anything. So uh, because it was so. We've had ours for years, but our daughter, we call her Lexi, but there are times that we, now she's at college, so she's not at the house, but we'd be like, Alexa, <laughs> and then the machines, you know, the little things coming on. Um, I didn't understand that. <laughs> so funny. it was real quick. We figured that one out real quick to change the name, but ours is named Echo now. I'm going to spend the rest of the day thinking of fun name. I'm you can. I'm going to go home and rename mine. <laughs> but I do like a smart outlet. Works on the lights. Um, but yeah, I do... Like I said, and, and everything can be budget friendly. You don't have to spend, you know, like I said, a bottle of champagne is $15. You don't have to spend, um, I don't think you have to spend $100, $200, $300 on renewal gifts. Um, I, I have worked for a company in the past that did tier, tiered, like, so you, you live there one year, maybe your gift was equivalent to $25. You live there two years, maybe it was worth $50. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah. Stuff like that, or even just like a basket of goodies yeah. and stuff. Or I've seen the basket as a move-in. Yes. One of the cool things I saw with that was like a little five-dollar plunger. Because there's oh, so God. many work orders for customers that my toilet's clogged. No well, way. use your plunger. Well, I don't I have a plunger. No, and even in the high-end apartment communities, I. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, I we would started be so embarrassed the- to put in a work order on I clog my toilet. I'm not, I'm not gonna lie. I I would probably leave the clogged toilet, run to Walgreens, buy a plunger, and unplug it myself. I don't think I could do it. I would be humiliated. So my last property, someone sort of took that method. They had two bathrooms. One toilet got clogged, so they left it. And then like six months later, they clogged the other one. And so we got a work order for both clogged uh, toilets. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, I'm saying, it's not a nice property. How can you not go buy a $5? <laughs> but I'm talking even, it's not just lower. I mean, I've worked them all. Yeah, I've, worked, all I've worked $400 rents all the way up to $3,000 rents. And it's the same. Nobody has plungers. Yeah, and so and that was there was a, we would buy them by the case. It was like a little wooden stick and the cheap red plunger and that uh, paper towels. They put a roll of paper <laughs> towels on it, and it was a welcome to your apartment oh move-in basket. There was like a, a sponge and a little thing of dish yeah. soap and some snacks and. Uh, but the, the idea was, you yes. know, here's a plunger. Yes. You're a grown up. Yes. You live on your own. You should right. know and how to, you know, own and know how to use a plunger. I know. I. <laughs> We do do move-in. I'll, I'll tell you what's in our move-in gifts. So we buy boxes from Amazon. So they're like little, like, I don't know, 16 inches boxes with a lid. We have branded stickers. We have branded merchandise. We have branded towels. Um, maybe it's not always a towel, but right now it's like uh, pool towels, beach towels. They're oh, wow. big. And then we always ask at move-in, on the move-in sheet, what do you prefer? Are you red, white, champagne, or sparkling cider? We give a bottle of that, and that is not branded. And then just a lip like branded lip glosses pop sockets um things like that are branded mints um i like the questionnaire that's a good idea yeah and then that way you're not like because i've heard in the past oh well what do you do for an alcoholic and i'm like i've never had somebody tell me they're an alcoholic but (laughs) and i will tell you probably out of the last hundred move-ins we've probably had two that say sparkling cider yeah or miners they always pick champagne though <laughs> we have to look at those ids oh no well yeah i mean you have to photocopy the id right as part of the packet so just verify yeah, that so we just verify the age but yeah i mean a good moving gift doesn't have to be a lot of money you hear like people do like pasta bowls and go to the dollar tree and find a bunch of 
little items but yeah. i think it's nice to walk into a non-vacant apartment you're like here's your home and just like when you buy a house you get a little thing when you buy a house yeah. you know if you've ever bought new construction mm -hmm. they give you like the little basket with like a lunch bag and the yeah you get waters I mean, something yeah um i think the last one we did we got, got a gift card to a restaurant which yeah. is we weren't even expecting it I so know. it's i mean that's the thing to not be expecting it and then exactly have it it doesn't need to be anything super fancy right I think it can be budget friendly, buy all that stuff in bulk wherever you want. Exactly. Really. Um, so I've been toying around with a new idea. Um, I've had people on that have stories that they didn't want to share uh, because they were afraid of it being traced back to the property or the resident or whatever. Um, and so we had someone that always used that whole like asking for a friend is, is yeah. a thing. So I'm thinking we call it asking for a friend and you know, I give you a scenario and you give my friend some advice. Yes. Uh, and so the, the, the first one that I have is um, your luxury community, you yeah. know, lots of amenities. Yep. One of those amenities is a movie theater. Okay. You're showing a new prospect middle of the day during okay. the week. You walk in the movie theater and there's a whole bunch of residents in there, not dressed, having uh, relations. <laughs> what do you do? I mean, you got an issue going on in the movie theater, but you also have a prospect with you that you're, you're is your prospect lost at that point? Are uh, you yes. pretty sure they're not going to rent? Pretty sure they're Are you concerned rent. if they do rent on the spot? I, I, so when I get embarrassed, <laughs> I would shut down. I would literally, it would, they wouldn't lease because I would I shut down. And I, when I get embarrassed on a tour for anything, it could be, it, it could be any, that's why I walk, even where I'm at, I walk units before I walk them. Cause I mean, yeah. I've worked at communities where you go to show and there's a dang roach on the floor. I mean, it would, that, or the closet doors off, or you're like, what happened? You know, I, I have to walk it every single day before I show a unit. And even as a property manager, I walk my units before I show. Um, I shut down literally even if there was like i we will have to like there just um we have the australian no don't call them australian so i did find out new zealanders are very offended mm. if you call them australian. australians they you call them kiwis so i found that out like my poor leasing agent they about ripped her new one they're they're here and they're partying they had a dj at the dang pool oh, i wow. mean just like you go on a tour, I, I shut down. I'm like, I, I don't know what to do. I'm like, <laughs> so, yep, I continue the tour, and I'm basically on autopilot. They have to ask their own questions, and I I just write it off as a loss. Well, yeah, cause, yeah I mean, you get to a point where, especially in that scenario, um, I, I, I wouldn't rent there at that point, but, I mean. I would die, <laughs> and I'm going to So, my last apartment community was um, all interior hallways, and there was more than one time that we have walked the hallway and heard, not witnessed, but heard, I mean, it's got to be sex. I, I don't know what else it could be. Um, I would die if I was with the prospect. Fortunately, that's never happened. So I would just tell your friend, if I were your friend's boss, I would just chalk it up. I would probably go buy that person a drink afterwards. Yeah, and, we would, and we would laugh about it forever, and I'd tell every person I know. Well, that's it. I mean, it's one of those stories. It just kind of is what yeah. it is. I mean, I don't I don't I, know there's I, anything you can do about it. And no. hopefully it doesn't happen often. Hopefully it's like a once-in-a-career kind of thing. I wish <laughs> that I would have enough foresight to, like, whip out my cell phone and, like, take so I could nail whoever it was in there. But I probably wouldn't be that quick, and I would 
probably be racing back to the office to pull camera footage because who doesn't like to pull camera footage that's like the that's like the best part of the job pulling camera oh yeah especially when they're in denial we, yes uh, god the first property i worked at had a basketball court indoor basketball court we were one of the last ones on that side of town to not remodel it uh, but we would padlock it at night when we go home and so we came in the next morning and they had like busted the door apart and like broken through the window to get in to play a game and so we're rolling back the camera footage and the door is just out of the camera shop we had to get through the fitness center to get to the door and you see this resident that we all recognize come in he goes over to the door he leaves we're like okay well it's not him and then like 10 minutes later he comes back with a basketball and i'm like hold on i was like so you came to the gym the door was locked and you thought i should go home and get a basketball I mean, so we ended up calling him down and, you know, having that, uh, just kind of asking him, I mean, do you know what happened? Did you have anything to do with it? Oh, no, 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 no. And then so we showed him the footage. I'm like, so why would you go and get, on? well, someone else came. I let him in through the back door exactly. and they did it all and then we played. Okay, It's well. the best. The cameras are the best. Yeah, I used to and love And we watch part. them for pure entertainment. <laughs> I mean, the stuff that, the, the amount of people that forget. And my, again, my last apartment community had a hot tub, and it had a camera right above that hot tub. Mm. And the amount of people that forget that you have a camera, it just blows my mind. Yeah, we had a uh, hearing-impaired courtesy officer at one of our properties, and so he wore hearing aids. Okay. Um, and with the hearing aids, he was fine. But at night, he would take them off, and his apartment backed up to the hot tub. And so there was stuff going on in the hot tub one night that was so loud that it woke up the deaf oh police God. officer to come out. So he basically came out and told them that. He's like, look, I, I am deaf. My hearing aids are out. If you woke me up, somebody's going to jail. Yeah, yeah. Like, somebody's going. Yeah. I just That's insane. <laughs> I know. Um, we could do a whole segment on stories. Well, and that's, uh, I mean, know. yeah. So I like, you know, excuses for not paying rent, right? Have you ever got a, a crazy excuse for, for someone not or being late on rent? Um, right now, well, I we get the same old, same old. I mean... Well, of course, now it's COVID. Yeah. Oh, God. Uh, back, Don't even... Back I actually back fared before that. pretty well during COVID. I did have, um, fortunately, only two people in the height of COVID that didn't pay rent. But I worked, my asset, my ownership group, there was no eviction. So it didn't matter oh, if you awesome. get evicted in Florida. Yeah. You, they were like, no, we are not getting on the news. Like, yeah. you are not, we're not doing it. Write it out. Those people went to work every day. Yeah. So I have a, I don't know. I, what I do see is people that can't pay their rent. It, and, and I don't know. And you're going to see on the Facebook groups, you people like stick for them all the time. But I'm like, the amount of shopping these people do. <laughs> Like it blows, and I'm not talking just like I'm talking Instacart deliveries. I am talking major purchases, and they're like, we oh, we just had a guy right now, like last month. I can't pay my rent because I had to throw my daughter a birthday party. Did you? Did you? <laughs> I mean, and I get, I would do whatever I could for my kids too, but I'm not going to be homeless. Yeah. Not, well, not. I mean, and when you've got little kids, they don't know the difference between a twenty dollar gift and a two hundred dollar gift. I mean. I'm just not going to do it. Yeah. I mean, yeah, there's got to be some some sense yeah. there. But what about, you know, what about work orders, right? We've seen, I've seen some, one of my oh. favorite crazy work orders was, uh, and I think I've told this one before, but it's a, the, the older lady that put in a, a work order for her bone crusher being broken. 
And oh my god! <laughs> it turns out her garbage disposal was clogged. Um, garbage disposals are the bane of my existence. Um, <laughs> and I really like the ones that are honest. Like I drop something down it, and I can't get it out. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I, I always say I'm going to charge people, but we never do. Um, I've got. I had one before that wanted her us to clean her ceiling fans. I think I told you this story already. So. I had um, an empl- he was a re- it was a male but he was kind of like me he didn't have he was not a lot of fluff in his answers and she's like I want to put in a work order I want you guys to clean my ceiling fans they're dusty and he's like well we don't really do that you know just dust in your apartment dust in your home is just your dead skin cells anyways that woman <laughs> I thought I had to I think I probably did have to go buy her a gift card to like <laughs> Twenty here. I am so sorry for the brutal honesty of my leasing agent. Um, it's one of my favorite lines that I could never use. Is that you know we had like residents move in, complain of the texture on their wall wasn't even. It's yeah. like you are a perfect candidate to be a homeowner. Exactly. But like you can't ever say that. Like what you want to say and what you can say are yeah. two different things. I, yeah, the probably, yeah, just do like my dryer's not drying and you go in there and it's like just lint and like i just or it's just sometimes you're just like really i so i worked at a connected community before where they had to have our cable provider um and it was internet cable and it was like you could upgrade your package so you weren't limited but oh my tv's not working we would get those all <laughs> the time and i maybe they're not dumb because they in their mind they're paying me for their but i'm like yeah. You know you have to call the service provider. I can't. I'm not going up there and troubleshooting your TV. Yeah, a lot of it is is that lack of understanding. Of, yeah, of, you know. I just had one. Again, I could go on. So we did a um, a bagels and mimosa event two weeks ago. I came in to help out because it was on a Saturday, and a lady comes in. She's like, "Oh my God, somebody's just thrown up in the hallway!" And I'm like, "The le- I can hear the leasing agent." looking at her and not getting an answer and I'm I'm peeking around the corner and I'm like well where is it where is this mess right and she's telling us where it's at she's looking at the leasing agent she goes do you I mean you don't look like you want to do it do you want I mean I'll do it I mean I do this stuff for a living I'll do and I wanted to say to her of course we don't want to do it I mean apologies (laughs) to the grossness on our face okay that's disgusting I'm gonna throw up in the hallway, not tell anyone and leave, and we're not allowed to be grossed out. Yeah. That's just nasty. Yeah. So no, we don't. So excuse our faces. We I'm not saying we're not doing it. We are going to go take care of it. But holy cow, cut us some slack. We're human too. Yeah. I mean, just because we don't we will be happy to go clean up that puke. That's it. You got I a mean, hard enough time when it's like your own kid that throws up somewhere. Yeah, and now like, it's some stranger. Are we not allowed to be like like <laughs> have the same facial expression as you like yeah. yes we acknowledge it's disgusting yeah i don't want to do it you you do want to do I, it is that is that I what know, you're saying like, here I passive aggressiveness just love it i'm like <laughs> you don't want to do it or you would have done it and not told me <laughs> yeah um throughout your career you know obviously you've been a couple different properties a couple yep. different um management companies is there any advice you received along the way at any point that you would want to to, this per- <laughs> to pass well, on? Well, I mean, this person will know that she said this to me, but I, um, she did say to me, 
are you willing to take a bullet for this person as in my employees? So anytime that I'm ready to stick up for my employees, that's why I do, I am hard, but I think of all my, maybe the exception of one or two, my employee, I'm pretty fair. I'm pretty knowledgeable. I'm good at training, but I, they will tell you that if I have faith in you, I will move mountains for you. Like I am with you a hundred percent of the time. Like if you're not leasing, I've got your back. It's not because it's you, it's something else. Like I, I just, so I think it's important. Are you willing to take a bullet for this person? And then I do think that you should be, you should back it up. Yeah. Well, and I think then, that's the difference between leadership and management. Yeah. Yeah. I just, mm-hmm. I, I love my people and I think um, it's important to take a bullet for your employees absolutely if, if they're you know if they're there and they're showing up and they're they're part of your team and you know not every bull not every employee you are going to take one but if you are then walk the walk yeah and then probably a piece of advice that i would just give out is not every person you work with you're gonna like i've worked with people that i don't know how i've done it and i'm sure people can say the same for me but use that and grow from it and instead of complaining about it use that as an opportunity of well when i get in this position or this role i'm not going to do that like i'm going to hopefully i know we all forget but i just i'm not i don't want to do this and i'm going to remember how it feels um to i have i have a old boss years ago and um my mom was diagnosed with breast cancer or kidney cancer first on breast cancer but stage four kidney cancer and i had even though i had fmla but i was like i have to leave right now and i have to go my mom's having tumors on her spine so we have to go she's having emergency surgery and this boss was like at the time just go take your computer and go and mark you know your pto if you're not working and then if you're working just don't you're working right so just go and i'll never forget that she was so compassionate and i want to be that type and sometimes i do forget but i i like to remember that and i in fact this was so long ago but i just texted her i'm like you know i really remember you doing that for me and it meant a lot and i just i want to be that type of person too to just show compassion yeah i mean again the difference between leadership and management yeah. you know it's you got your job as a leader is to take care of your people yep um i I think that's that's really important yeah that's that's awesome um i have another okay asking for okay cool i like these (laughs) i have one more i need to get more of these that one was i'll have a bunch Uh, (laughs) um so so on this one this is one i saw posted a a while back and i've been i'm kind of hanging on to it not really knowing what to do with it because it it caught me off guard oh god hopefully hopefully it's not normal but i mean i don't know maybe it is do we live in a weird interesting world these days and so you know let's my my friend was uh (laughs) they were doing the air filter change on property you know going in every unit and they went into one unit and there was a litter box in the middle of the room so they sent the notice for an unauthorized pet because there was no no animals on the lease and and come to find out that that resident identifies as a cat and uses the litter box yeah (laughs) i would that (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what do you do i mean i'm gonna lose my it, is it still an unauthorized pet is it i mean yeah you are now the unauthorized pet uh, <laughs> i mm, yeah i mean we know of he she them they i don't know that we have cat yet so i'm gonna take a 
hearts. That is disgusting. <laughs> I would probably die. Um, yeah, you're going to have to pay the pet fee on yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, that's that's I, what I think because, I mean, boxes are small. You're going to miss the box, and then you got the same problem that we have with any pet Didn't in the unit. Did you see that so. segment? It, they made a TikTok no. about the lady on the plane, and she's like, I'm breastfeeding my baby. And the guy sitting next to her is like, that's not a baby. I don't know what it was, a oh dog or cat. God. You guys all know what I'm talking about. And hopefully, <laughs> you've got to look it up. No. And the it's covered, and he's... I thought I'm like is this stage but it's real she's like this is my baby and the flights uh, attendants coming by and the guy's like arguing he's like eh, it's a cat or <laughs> I think it was a cat but dude it could have been a monkey I don't know what it was but she's like are you telling me right now you're gonna make me uncover this and I think they escorted her off the plane yeah. it was just hysterical I'm like well and that's a whole nother so I mean our industry the office staff you guys have been through so much with the pandemic I think uh, right up there with it is the flight attendants yeah trying to deal with this. there's been so much craziness on planes and I mean honestly I think that's why they got rid of the mask mandate on the planes as fast as they did just so that flight attendants would stop getting in these altercations. I mean, it was... I feel for them, too. I do feel for them. And, like, not, you know, multifamily housing, you can lock the leasing office, call the police, but what are you going to do? You're stuck on a plane. Yeah. Eeks. Uh, You're locked at 30,000 feet. That's right. Um, Boy, (laughs) Mike Tyson, right? Just punched somebody Uh, on a plane. He got off on that. I don't blame him, really. (laughs) Well, yeah, I mean, I think that was probably instigated, but still, I mean, it's, God, I don't know. That guy can always, his whole life, though, I got punched in the face by Mike Tyson. Well, that's probably what he was going for, but then you got to wonder, too, is there an air marshal on that plane that, like, he's like, oh, man, he's messing with Mike Tyson. I'm not, I'm not getting involved. Right, I know. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. Um, Favorite part of the job? Oh, favorite part, I like, I love that not every two days are the same. Like, I love that in my position, if I don't want to deal with residents, I don't. I can work on my financials or reporting if I, or go walk the property. If I need sun, I need to get out of the office, I can go walk units. I love the flexibility. I do like the camaraderie that we all share. This industry is so quirky, and I think our friendships are just, I mean, we're all, we we're all in it together um but in this industry i really think we are and i think we can all if i tell you a story i know you've got one similar or you've got one to one up me or but you know what i'm going through and i don't think in every industry you have that yeah and i love that and i just i love um i mean of course i love my residents and i love making them happy and i love i really love it all there isn't really one aspect of it i mean there's a lot of pressure on i think property managers right now um and on-site teams and that doesn't that's not always a great feeling to have but i love that we really are our own little corporations on site we can if you work for a good owner and a good group you have flexibility to you know kind of come up with your own ideas and and it's it's an awesome feeling to to have that I think one of the things that gets overlooked a lot is how much we care about the residents. Yeah. And, you know, there's so many of them that we actually have connections with. And uh, at the last board meeting, you were telling me that you had a resident that, like, texted you about taking their dog out. I'm like, man, that's, oh, that's crazy. I can't I believe they would it. do that. I did it. Well, I said, then you said, then you need to prove it. I was like, yeah, there's no way I would do that. And you're like, yeah, so I was walking the dog. I'm like, oh, my God, you did it. Like, it's. <laughs> I know. Well, it's hard when 
And, and I do care about my residents. So yeah, she's like, oh, my awesome. God, my dog walker couldn't get into the building. Can you please go walk my little sweet little Frenchie? Yes, it was a Frenchie, and that Frenchie pulled me down. So um, I did it, and I did it with a smile on my face. And, of course, when I fell, it was down a hill on pavers, just to put it out there. There was a group of people coming from the pool, so they all witnessed me falling. But yeah, I did it, and I would do it again. And I think and there's a, a lot of that. I think a lot of people go above and beyond yeah. for residents in those sorts of ways, or the you know, hey, we just head out of town. I don't think I might have left my oven on or something like that. It's you know. Yeah, and I think that's a benefit of living in an apartment, and I think that's why people want to live why they choose multifamily housing not because it's less expensive or all the amenities but we are there for them and believe me i forget too sometimes that i'm coming to work because of them i mean we all forget it but in the longs you know i had a prospect yesterday call me she's like oh my god i'm sorry i keep calling and i'm like why you don't have to apologize we're here till six if you're not calling somebody else i mean that's this yeah that's what we do for a living that's our job we're here to whatever questions keep calling yeah so i love it any other stories that come to mind or anything you you wish we'd you could brought do up? an entire podcast maybe put out a letter to anonymous funny stories that you witnessed <laughs> i i could write a book <laughs> yeah i mean i could write a book i think you know for those stories that, that people didn't want to share yeah um i think there's a way to still kind of get yeah, them out there like, a little bit uh, asking for a friend yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know at first i was like you know we'll call it like you know here's your i love it here's your seven day or something like that you know or what is it the, the the seven days the one that you get when not doing like, something fix right. it or get out yeah, kind of thing yeah. yeah so but then uh, you know i wouldn't want we talk about trying not to harm the industry, so yeah. I wouldn't want one of those stories to catch on, and then oh, well, they're joking about evicting people. I mean, I and certainly I would wouldn't do that. So. Hope that I, I mean, I'm assuming most people listening to this podcast are all industry professionals, but if there yeah. happen to be people out there that aren't industry professionals, I do think we as a whole, as a group, care about our residents, and we're not trying to evict everyone. We are compassionate. We do go home and cry sometimes and are sad and hate doing the things that we have to do and enforcing policies. We're not just evil people sitting on a throne passing down judgment. Um, most of us have families and a lot of us have dealt with the same things that our residents are dealing with and we are human and you know it is a part of the job but I don't think the policies that are being passed down are because we are trying to be mean. Oh yeah. No. I don't think so. No. I just, I just hope that, you know, and not everything that you see in the news is truthful. Well, it's, it's, it's hard, but I'm telling you do a little bit of research and you're going to find out that that's not, there's two sides, every story and then the truth. So, and you're usually only hearing one side of the story when it's coming out in the media and it's not it's it's all geared to make one side look really bad and every time i hear those stories i'm like oh i already know the other side and i'm going to tell you what really happened <laughs> yeah no but the other side's not fun nobody wants to hear the other I side i know and we so, can't really defend yeah. ourselves because if we defend ourselves and i don't blame it we look like big bad corporate america so i get it yeah that's it all right well look i appreciate you sitting down all with right. me I, I really do um I hope I entertained. <laughs> I think we did uh, good. I think uh, I think there's some good entertainment value in there. All I think right. there's some good advice in there. So so thank you, Brenda. Right. Thank you. All right. Glad to be here. <laughs>